Hello, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Undercard. I hope you're all having a good night right now. And despite beliefs that I wouldn't be able to, I have managed to get a hold of Impact Rebellion for 2021. Yes, 2021's Impact Rebellion's pay-per-view. Now, I have admitted to not being a huge Impact viewer. I do not watch it on the regulars, and I have not been one to... Exactly like um, go out of my way to really want to watch anything. But of course, this could be a possibly historic night with Kenny Omega going on to challenge Rich Swan for the world championship. And I just thought I had to be a part of it. So let us begin. We are watching it now. Uh, we are streaming on, um, I believe it's called Fight TV, if I'm correct. So our first match of the night is TJ Perkins up against uh, Ace Austin, the current X Division champion, and our dear, dear friend, if I'm correct, which who is it? I'm going to double-check just to make sure, because I know it's TJP, and I think it's Josh, yes, Josh Alexander. Yes, yes, Josh Alexander, one of the former members of the Ethan Page tag team with the Monsters, of course. So, yeah, this is this is going to be a pretty good match. Night all of all, I'd say. <laughs> We had a, I believe there was a pre-show, if I'm correct. No, it doesn't look like it at the moment. All right, let's see, whatever. So yeah, uh, like I said, I've not been, a, I'm not a huge Impact uh, wrestling viewer. I do not watch a ton of it, uh, but I do stand by the fact that I think it has a great roster. I think they have some of the more colorful characters that exist within the wrestling world. I will admit to that, and. I am definitely excited to see where this goes because a lot of these guys are just, just solid, solid talent all around. A lot of these people are very solid talents. They have a lot of great character work within Impact Wrestling because they literally just let people choose characters that I think can be larger, like and that can be silly and that can be a little weird. They don't necessarily need to be um, like kind of more. They need to be serious or for for the mainstream. I think they kind of understand their role. Kind of as a bit of an indie promotion in a way. And these characters catch eyes. I, I do admit they they are they they definitely stand out. They and I think Wrestle House like alone was a is a, is a testament to how great some of these people's character work is. Because regardless of what you think of the show's humor, the fact that lives people were able to be in that scenario, like the idea of Wrestle House was a house where they put all these kind of mid-carter characters and they just had to live together and a lot of disputes were settled uh, through wrestling matches and it was fun it was there was a lot of fun to it that they just could play off each other's chemistry because everyone had such well-defined characters they're not the most nuanced characters but they're characters they're very reminiscent of like the new generation of the kind of golden era type of gimmick wrestling so yeah yeah, and that's just that's my take on impact wrestling. And one thing, many things I enjoy. Like I, I love Decay. I love Crazy Steve, Rosemary, and Black Tarus are all pretty awesome to look at. And I think they are very, very entertaining in the ring. And of course, Crazy Steve, legally blind. I love him still because he's just followed his dreams and managed to become a really, really solid wrestler. But yes, the current X Division champion, Ace Austin, uh, coming down to the ring with Madman Fulton currently. This. Should be a pretty awesome match. The X Division has always been kind of a standout for W uh, for WWE for TNA. So I'm definitely excited to see where this goes. And it's my fir first real Impact Wrestling pay per view. I'm very happy to say. And I think this should be a very promising night for all the hype it's gotten. All right. 
So now we got Josh Alexander's and TJ Perkins looking to team up already on the on the current champion. Josh Alexander gets him and gets TJ Perkins in a waist lock, but gets caught off with Ace Austin with a roundhouse kick as now TJ looking for a head scissors takedown. But Ace Austin cartwheels out of the way, drop kick to TJ Perkins now. Josh Alexander is now taking it to Ace Austin with some nice heavy chops, misses, and Ace Austin now has him in the side headlock. Ooh, Ace Austin bouncing off the ropes, getting caught by Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander, of course, the biggest guy, biggest dog in this fight, applies the ankle lock to Ace Austin now, but he gets thrown right into a octopus hold by TJ Perkins, the former Manic, of course. The first... Oh, and off he goes. I might be actually getting TJ Perkins' name wrong, actually, now think about it. He might be he might go by manic now. Drop over leapfrog by former TJ Perkins. Tilt to whirl head scissors, dropping Josh Alexander's into the rope. Now both Ace Austin and Josh Alexander's up to the outside. Looking like TJ Perkins going for the dr- triangle drop kick, catching Josh Alexander's right to the side of the head, but then gets ooze caught with a sliding drop kick. Nip up on the apron. That was interesting. Cartwheel evasion by Ace Austin on the apron, catching Josh Alexander's with a penalty kick. Brilliant shot. Ace Austin flipping back into the ring and then gets nailed with a drop kick by the quicker TJP, who then kips up as well. Been a one-upsmanship right there. We'll just double quick. No, he's still going by TJP here. Okay. I know he used to go by Manic for a while in TNA, so I just want to double check. Ace Austin in the corner and getting some face washes. Ooh, as he goes for the bros like the broski booty gets caught with a big boot by Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander is now sent to the outside with TJP as Austin looks to fly. Ooh, Fosbury flop by Austin. The Fosbury flop or the Spaceman planchas, as some other people like to call it. Nice. Right over the top rope backflip. It landed on the top of his... Uh, on commentary, of course, we have Matt Stryker. And I'm not 100% certain who his partner is at the moment, but... Matt Stryker, uh, very hit and miss with me. He's, I think he's definitely got a good wealth of knowledge, but he can sometimes be a little eh. But I, I do enjoy him. He, he can just be a little smarky at times, I guess is the good way to say it. And then sometimes, I think at least he, he at least attempts to be interesting. <laughs> he at least will try to bring up interesting notes about why certain things happen, like when he talked about the DDT and why it's not finished anymore. It's like, that's kind of an interesting take, but it's not, the reasoning wasn't amazing. Ace Austin now got... TJP in an armbar and looking to use the card to slash it at his fingers. Ace Austin, of course, having kind of a poker game gimmick. And TJP lifting him up probably for the detonation kick as Josh Alexander makes the save point. Ace Austin out. Goes for a German suplex. Ace Austin throws TJP into the ring post. Ow, shoulder first. Josh now catches Ace Austin finally hitting the German suplex and he's keeping a nice hold as he's going for a second German suplex and then connects. Very nice for the former Olympic caliber athlete that is Josh Alexander with his wrestling. East Austin struggling to hold on to the ropes, but Austin, but Austin fighting back now with some elbows as Alexander hooks him up. Straight jacket suplex. Nice. Very reminiscent of Hiroshi Tanahashi, who would often try to go for the dragon suplex, only for it to get countered and reverse it with the straight jacket suplex. Who I believe he actually adopted that from someone else who I'm, I will double-check later on just to make sure give him the credit he deserves. Now then, Josh Alexander's looking for what looks like a double underhook of some kind, almost a pedigree position. Double. 
TJP breaks that up, though, as he gets sent to the corner with a forearm by Alexander. As now Alexander is knelt over, and Austin is going on a bit of a letting everyone up with some kicks. He rams Josh Alexander's shoulder into TJ Perkins, using him as a battering ram. And now TJ Perkins gets monkey flipped by East Austin into Josh Alexander's into the powerbomb position. Oh. Austin sends a kick right to Alexander's gut and he's forced to get thrown into a Hurricane Rana. Miz-style clothesline in the corner by Ace Austin as now he slingshots himself in for a roundhouse kick. Nice. Sorry if I apologize if you're not going to get as much um, character background and whatnot. Like I said, I've I've never been a huge a huge uh, follower, so I do not know as much about it as probably some other people do. Now then, TJ Perkins plays on the top rope. On the top rope now is Ace Austin has him looking for, oh my God, it looks like he's going for a gut wrench of some sort, but then he gets cut off by Josh Alexander now. Smaller guys both on the bottom rope. Not even not on the bottom rope, on the top rope. Alexander's hooking up. Wait, what is this? Alexander's hooking up TJP for a, oh my God. He hit, like a, he hit a superplex and a belly-to-back suplex at the same time on both men. That was impressive. He got up. As Ace Austin went for a superplex, he came up from behind, hooked his arm underneath him, hooked the arm of Ace Austin over his shoulders, and hooked the arm of TJP over his neck. And then, yeah, that was that was an impressive maneuver. Roshi Tanahashi, yes. We take a quick pause in the action here. Madman Fulton is still on the outside. TJP using the Andrade Cien Almas kind of rope evasion to event, prevent being sent from the outside. Very impressive. Out tranquilo. Ooh. Ace Austin gets thrown to the outside and then takes a almost a tope, a tope uh, crossbody of some sort, like a sliding crossbody to the back by Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander's going to splash. TJP in the corner gets up and over. It's sent to the outside. But Ace Austin catches him with a big kick. TJP is staggered as Austin goes for another springboard. Ooh, gets crushed on the top rope. TJP now. Ooh, final cut by TJP. Driving the forearm straight into the neck and face of Ace Austin. Ace Austin rolling now to the middle of the ring. I think TJP probably going to be looking for that variation of the frog splash. Oh, the Mamba splash by TJP as, oh, Josh Alexander pulls him in right into the ankle lock. The Mamba splash is not enough as the submission maneuver by Alexander gets reversed into a, oh, always going for the chicken wing gut buster, but then he reverses that into another ankle lock, does Josh Alexander. Oh, and then Josh Alexander's ankle lock gets reversed by TJP, just like a Kurt Angle-style maneuver into his own knee bar submission by TJP. is now Josh Alexander has found Ace Austin has applied his ankle lock to him to try to break the hold. Struggling. Oh, it kicks off TJP. TJP flying to the outside as now Austin is struggling in the middle of the ring, clawing out for Madman Fulton. Oh, that is such a tight hold. You can tear the let. And tear the ankle right off the bone with it. Now TJP, TJP using his position to try to lock in an octopus hold onto Josh Alexander as he's holding on for the ankle lock. Oh my god, this is 
an amalgamation of submission maneuvers. Then, okay. oh, Ace Austin just got out of the ankle lock and hits the fold, and oh, TJP just barely breaks up the pin on Josh Alexander. The fold, the running blockbuster used by Ace Austin as his main finishing maneuver. Absolutely incredible there. He caught him while he was, while he had the octopus hold applied and caught both men with it. TJP managed to get out. TJP with a roundhouse kick, dropping Josh Alexander into the corner along with Ace Austin, going probably for that Ooh, double face wash to both men. Is now he's running the ropes and hits the face wash. The broski boot of sorts. I don't know the official term for it. I believe it's, I believe it is just a running face wash, but just closest resemblance is a broski boot that ooh, Zach Ryder would do. Wait, Batman Fulton just swiped the legs of, ooh, just swiped the legs of TJP to stop his assault. As now Ace Austin is taking control, hitting the double stomp face buster, going for the fold. Oh, but as he leaps, TJP blocks and now rolling fireman's carry by Josh Alexander, pancaking TJP. As he lifts him up, hits the double underhook, D under double under DDT, double underhook pile driver. TJP is saved at the last minute by Ace Austin. Sorry, the double underhook pile driver, of course, by Josh Alexander. Ace Austin makes a save, and TJP goes to the outside to recover. I don't know why Madman Fulton hasn't gotten involved yet. He's it is a triple threat, so normally there's no disqualifications unless storyline wise. Again, I haven't, I didn't read up. This was last minute before I realized my manager was like, hey, we can watch the Impact thing. I was like, oh, awesome. Now then, Josh Alexander has Ace Austin up on his shoulders as he's trying to climb the top ropes, but seems to be having some trouble as Austin breaks out. Now on the outside of the apron, Ace Austin is on the apron while Alexander is perched on the top rope. Austin looking tough go. He uh, tries for it. Oh, I don't know what he was trying for. It looks like he was trying for some kind of cartwheel Hurricane Rana, but it gets reversed by Josh Alexander into the ankle lock again. That ankle lock, such a devastating submission maneuver. It can be grabbed at any point. Is now another Mamba splash right. DJP flattens Josh Alexander. One, two, and Madman Fulton breaks the pin again. Once again, Madman Fulton being the bane of TJP's existence, and he pays for it with the double boots, the heart, with the wrecking ball drop kick as. Alexander recovers just in time for the ankle lock again. Fulton gets tossed into TJP, who gets sent to Madman Fulton. Discus clothesline attempt by Alexander gets reversed into a jackknife pin. Bridging up, Alexander gets him for the double underhook pile driver, and he connects, contorting the neck and spine of Austin. Three. That is a three count for Josh Alexander, your new X Division champion. That was good. That was, that was that was a fun little sprint. That, that, that was a very, very fun little sprint. One thing I will admit is I do like TJP and Falabala's um I like their the thing they kind of got going there. Falabala being a one of the wrestlers in impact wrestling, of course. His kind of gimmick is that he just said he can only say the words ba. He's very much he looks somewhat like a sumo wrestler, very Yokozuna-esque in a way. Not that he necessarily looks like Yokozuna, like facially, but it's very much he's he has the look of a sumo wrestler, and he's I believe I believe he's of Samoan descent, if I'm one hundred percent correct. But yeah, Ace Austin now current the new X Division champion, despite the attempts by 
Madman Fulton to interfere. He came up to not double checking again. Doesn't look like ah, here we go. Oh, D'Lo Brown. D'Lo Brown is our other commentator actually for tonight, along with Matt Stryker. That is an interesting pairing. Now then, so yeah, that was a fun. I think that was a fun little spring. Good way to get this show. And we are back, doobie listeners, with me, your host, William Maine. You are listening to the Undercard. We are returning to now. Uh, it is the eight-man tag team match for the pride of Impact Wrestling. We have the four wise men, as the uh, as Matt Striker has so graciously called them, of Willie Mack, Chris Sabin, Eddie Edwards, and the veteran James Storm, all competing tonight against Violent by Design, the cultish new tag team created by uh, the brainchild of Eric Young, the former, uh, not really the former anything. He was from WWE, the former Sandy leader. And he's brought his brand of insanity here to impact wrestling as the plague that he is, the disease he is, infecting the minds of Cody Diener, Joe Doring, and even Rhino, the Bound from Glory champion. Not the Bound from Glory champion, the uh, Call Your Shot winner, the winner of the Bound from Glory Cup, I should say. The Call Your Shot Cup. My mistake there. <laughs> Such a ragtag team of guys. I love it. But, yes, James Storm's uh, gimmick around this has been that this is going to be James Storm's 1,000th match. Uh, of course, James Storm's James Storm debuted in 1997 and has been a long, long time impact impact wrestler. He is one of the cornerstones of impact wrestling. When people think of TNA impact, even like everything Anthem wrestling, he will be like the one that will always be. He will be in that Mount Rushmore. Uh, Eric Young, of course, not able to compete. He was injured. He has suffered a knee injury, so they are, have a mystery competitor. And we're about to reveal who this man might be. And it's... Oh, my... Oh, my God. It's Big Cass. It is the former Big Cass. It is Morrissey now, as they call him. The former Big Cass, though, from WWE is making his Impact debut here. Oh, my God. Oh, this is going to be a big one. No Enzo more insight, thank goodness. <laughs> but more, the I'm going to start calling him more Morrissey, the for, former Colin Cassidy, the former uh, big cast from NXT and WWE. Uh, finally got his got um, back together with his. Um, health and kind of good standings with the community. He had, of course, a lot of issues that happened with WWE. He suffered some severe like drug issues, and he was over, terribly overweight at one point. So happy to see him here. He looks like he's in great shape. On, he seems like a genuinely nice guy on times. I know he has some issues, but I guess he he's gotten better, and that's thank goodness for that. But now it has begun. Has begun the fight. Eddie Edwards starting off with um, our uh, Joe Doring at the moment. Now Rhino tags in. This looks like Rhino is attempting to already begin the age-old tactic of tag team wrestling, and that is isolating one side of the ring, and that being your side to keep the guy on 
but Rhino's not doing too well as they tag in Chris Sabin, one of the f- members of the Motor City Machine Guns. Motor City Machine Guns, if that's what the name tag team name is, I can't recall entirely. Sabin using his speed against the much larger Rhino, tagging in Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards and Chris Sabin, of course, being the tag, former tag team specialist. Uh, Eddie Edwards, a member of the American Wolves, alongside David Richards, who is also just recently announcing his return to professional wrestling. Good to see that. Eddie Edwards, very talented. Tags in uh, Diener. Diener gets a belly-to-belly suplex for his troubles. Overhead belly-to-belly suplexes. Willie Mack is now tagged in. Gets ricocheted against the ropes. Double elbow. As short splash by Mack does not get the two count on Diener. Strike to the back. James Storms now the veteran tagged in, delivering a nice shot to the chest of Diener. Nice forearm to the jaw. Wrenching the arm. Classic technical stuff. Arm breaker. But gets stopped by Diener with a nice elbow. Some more forearm strikes to the chest and face. Hits the ropes, looking for an arm toss, but gets reversed into just a beal throw by James Storm. Nice arm... Arm drag reversal there. James Storms wants Morrissey. Here we go. W. Morrissey now getting in the match, looking absolutely jacked. God, that is a scary individual. That is that is the scariest hobo man you will ever see. He looks like he just got off the boat now on the dock looking for a fight. Oh, Dodges a clothesline now as James Storm trying to hold his own, trying to Irish whip him into the corner. Gets sent in the corner himself. Backs him off with a big boot. Ooh, open palm strike to the head of James Storm. Oh, another big boot knocking Storm to the outside. Wicked big boot, but as now Morrissey knocks out Willie Mack and Chris Saban, leaving Eddie Edwards the only one who is not tagged in, so he cannot come to the match. James Storm's now. Back in the ring, getting pulled back in by Diener. Eric Young in the background watching. Liking what he see, I imagine. Another shot of that boot. Morrissey always had a big, great big boot. I don't know if it's a... Yeah, I guess a big boot can be a re- reasonable finish if you have enough impact. That kind of thing. Now then, no pun intended. James Storm now isolated into the corner, getting some stomps by Diener now as he gets tagged back in by Morrissey. Stomping mud holes into the chest, into the face of James Storm. Dino is a lot smaller than I thought he was. <laughs> Very feisty individual. True scrapper, true brawler now. Joe Doring, the cowboy of the group, taking some shots as the cowboys go up against each other. Get jawbreaker by... James Storm, oh, but he gets caught in midair with a cross body. James Storm kicks out just barely. The massive mountain of a man that is Joe, Joe, Dor- Joe Doring getting, leveling him. James Storm getting a headbutt now by Rhino. Another massive, absolute unit of a man. Known for, of course, the spear finisher. Where he just chucks that entire massive stocky frame right into your gut, knocking your air out. Most likely dislocating all your ribs too at the same time. Now Rhino doing some work, try, some technical work, trying to wrench the neck out of place of James Storm. 
Storm struggling to get back to his feet as his partners cheer him on. Some elbows to the gut of Rhino. Rhino th throwing him into the corner as he goes for a body splash but gets caught with a back elbow. Storm with a jumping neck breaker, finally getting himself some space. Can he tag someone in? What are you going to do, James? Rhino struggling to get back to his feet. Diener and Morrissey want the tag. Tags in Diener is quicker of the two, but he gets cut off by Willie Mack, who gets tagged in and takes out the, all of violence by design. Some nice clotheslines, spinning European uppercut. Ooh, Norman Smiley-style scoop slam as he follows up with the leg drop. Cross the face. Over the shoulders is Diener on the shoulders and gets a spine buster from Willie Max. Fireman's carry spine buster as Diener barely kicks out. Nice spine buster by Cody Diener. Uh, not Cody, Tacony Diener by... I gotta stop calling him Cody Diener. He just goes by Diener now. Saban tagged in. Willie Mack throwing him as he gets up. He goes up and over onto the top rope as Mack tries to recover. Ooh, gets dropped with a shot. Running knee, Shinsuke Nakamura style to Sabin. Sabin now on the top rope. Diener looking for a hurricane run of nope. Sabin too quick, crotches him on the top rope. Eddie Edwards on the apron, dropping him to the tree of woe position with an enzigiri. Sabin, oh, Sabin attempting a pescado, but gets caught by Morrissey and Doring, but then an assist by Eddie Edwards, a suicide dive, that shot of caffeine, just sending them all right into the barricade. Sabin recovers. Ducks and rolls out of Rhino's charge. Rhino in the corner. Inzagiri by James Storm. Body splash by Willie Mack as the tree of old positions. Diener gets a double drop kick by Edwards and Sabin. Willie Mack with an awesome cannibal senton to Rhino. Eddie Edwards got him up for the Tiger Driver. Connects the Tiger Driver powerbomb. Slingshots him back up into a kick as now Mack with a standing moonsault. Always impressive for a man his size. And the elbow is dropped by James Storm from the top rope. Mack making the cover, but Morrissey is in to stop the pin. Wow. Morrissey now delivering clotheslines to all of Impact's dream team. Maybe not really a dream team, I should say, but definitely, definitely kind of an all-star team you got here. Morrissey, the Morrissey sent over the top rope, gets low bridged by Willie Mack, the juggalo specialist, I believe he was once called. Saban going again for another Pescado, but gets tripped up by Morrissey. Ooh, landed nasty on his shoulder and face there on the apron, which did you know the apron is the hardest part of the ring? Just just a fact. This is now Jim Storm gets a cannibal sent onto the outside on a rhino. Diener knocking down, no, not Diener, Doring knocking down Eddie Edwards with a clothesline. What do you do when you have a t when you're up against a team that just has absolutely two mountains fighting you? It's like you're just pinned between a rock and a hard place, literally with Doring and Morrissey. So now Mac is trying to bring some kind of victory, some kind of semblance. And Diener going to the top rope as everyone's fighting to the outside, but Saban is quick to cut him off. Saban now mounting the top rope as everyone's gathering below them in a nice old coil, as Jim Ross would say. He's going for a superplex onto everyone. Superplex onto the outside, caught by everybody. Very solid superplex to the outside. 
wonderful stuff. Everyone gets dropped like a bunch of bowling pins. Cavalcades. That's a good. Cavalcade of Flesh. That's that was a that was a nice that was a nice that was actually a nice call. I like that one. Cavalcade of Flesh. Stryker has been Stryker has been pretty good tonight. Delo has been a little eh. If I'm if I'm to be honest, I amazing talent was Delo Brown during the Attitude Era, part of Nation of Domination, of course. Very solid talent. Now Willie Mack is there with Joe Doring. Joe going for a straight right misses. Stunner! And we get the stunner by Willie Mack as Doring goes to the outside. But now Morrissey's creeping back in like a Tyrannosaurus Rex from Jurassic Parks stomping over. And now he eyes up Mack. Mack eyes him up. Oh, what do you even do? This is going to register on the Richter scale as a stunner attempt by Willie Mack gets cut off. Pushed into the ropes. Big boot just colliding and shaking Mac to his core. Shutting him off right there. Morsi not going for the cover for whatever reason. Oh, he's lifting up Willie Mac. The power by Morrissey. Probably going for that. He's, oh, swinging side slam. Brilliant. Oh, that was it. Morrissey gets the win as he's now raining down shots on the Mac. That felt a little abrupt. That, that, that felt a little abrupt, to be honest. In fact, there was a lot more. But now, swinging side slam by Morrissey gets the win. Good roll by Morrissey, probably trying to get his part in violence by design now. He showed his talent. Morrissey's eyes. He's terrifying. He's got those really tired eyes. Very Brody Lee-ish. Kind of like me, honestly. <laughs> Very talent. That felt a little abrupt. I, I will say that that ending felt a little abrupt. But um, very nice swing of side slam there. Good, good, good match all in all. I think I was a little disappointed by that one. It could have been, it could have been better. Now we're hyping up the Matt Car the Matt Cardona Brian Myers match. Obviously, a match that's been like 18 years in the making. Former Edge heads, former tag team partners, former rivals from WWE. This there's a lot of history behind this one. They recently competed in a Pick Your Poison matchup with Matt Cardona going up against Sammy Callahan, who will be fighting Trey Miguel tonight in a Last Man Standing match. Should be good. And Matt Cardona. Uh, losing his match compared to Brian Myers, who won his Joe something matchup. Brian Myers having struggled a tiny bit in the lead up to everything. He's supposedly blind in one eye and has been paying people off to try to make Cardona's life a living heck because. Oh, the king of 40 seconds, did he drive on a drop top Cadillac? Last week he took all my money and it may sound funny, but I'm going to get my money back. And everybody say, Jack. As he flips off the former Matt uh, Zach Ryder, Matt Cardona gets knocked to the outside. Sorry about that. I got uh, the match kind of started a bit more abruptly than I expected. Started with a uh, uh, the former 
Kurt Hawkins, Brian Myers flipping off the former Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona, as now they're on the outside. As he goes for a suplex, but the woo awakening, as Zach, as um, Matt Cardona used to call it, the suplex countered neck breaker. Brilliant maneuver. I love that one. As he slams the face of Brian Myers into the apron, sends him over the barricade. Brian Myers, not blind. Big shock there. As now we have... Oh, this should be a fun match. These are very these guys are very underutilized and very, very solid talent. So Cardona looking for a broski boot over the barricade. As, as uh Brian Myers throwing him spine first into that unforgiving steel. Ouch. Myers amazing at baiting people into his match, into his territory, into where he wants the match to go. Brilliant at controlling the ring. Truly the most professional wrestler, as he's called himself. Now is stomping away at the stomach of Matt Cardona with some nice knee drops to follow. He's going to be trying to go for that roster cut finisher. Eh, name aside, um, it's it's a very effective clothesline compared to Matt's, Matt Cardona, who'll be going for that radio silence leg lariat. Now that Matt, Matt's stuck in a camel clutch variation from... Brian Myers, he's struggling to get out of that chin hold, hits the jawbreaker to counter. It's now, oh, ah, Myers with the Canadian trip as he tries to bounce off the rope, sliding underneath, using his body to trip trip Matt Cardona. <laughs> very, very crafty stuff by Brian Myers, like I said. Very intelligent individual, dropping the elbow now. Another elbow drop to Matt Cardona. Leg hook pin, doesn't get the three count. Knee drop to the back. So now he's got him again with that chin lock. The knee pressed into the spine using his leverage to twist and contort the spine against his knee, his patella, that bone, that hard bone against your vertebrae. He's also just trying to wrench the neck out of place. Cardona fighting out yet again, getting some shots into the chest of Brian Myers. Brian Myers throwing him into the corner with a nice shoulder tackle. He's now lifting him up to the top rope. Heavy fist to the jaw. Or jaw jacking now by Cardona. As ah, Zach Ryder's. I keep saying Zach Ryder. Sorry, Matt Cardona gouging the eye of Brian Myers. And ooh, missile drop kick. Just a brilliant bullseye shot, that drop kick. Brilliant, brilliant shot, actually. Cardona now trying to rally himself. And Myers also trying to get to the outside again, give him some, some space to recover. But he gets an elbow as he tries for the charge and takes a clothesline from him, himself. Another clothesline by, by Matt Cardona. She now gets thrown from rope to rope. Irish whip reversal. Telegraphs the back body drop. Hits an X, kneeling X-factor face buster. Cardona, nasty forearm strike, sending him, dropping him to the bottom rope. It's time for the, the the reboot, as it has now been renamed, the former Broski boot running face wash that I've mentioned several times is now the reboot. I like that. That's a nice name. But once again, Cardona going to the outside and takes a wrecking ball drop kick. As Cardona is not playing by his games anymore. Okay. 
Going up the ape, the, the uh, ring ramp now as Cardona looks to be setting up for something. Looking for a radio silence. Oh, radio silence to the on the metal. Ow, that was a sickening thud. Sickening thud on the apron, not the apron, the steel ramp. The damage I could have done to Matt Cardona, though. He's he's landing his his rump right onto that steel and ricocheting the back of the head against. Brian Myers, occipital lobe. Eww. Probably met, said the wrong lobe there. Shows you what I know now. <laughs> but we, you know, you know now that's going to be a target for. Ah, I was right, actually. Occipital lobe. My bad. Thank you. Now then, Cardona is Myers trying to rolling to the outside again. Once again, Myers just a brilliant tactician in this sense. Cardona tries to follow, and now the leg is being targeted just as we suspected. The nice leg sw arm sweep to the leg of Matt Cardona. Just don't know now. Myers trying to take this time to recover. And oh, spear by Brian Myers out of nowhere, trying to split Cardona right in half at the solar plexus. It's a nice spear. Edge would be proud. <laughs> Edge would be proud. Going to the top row for that heat-seeking elbow drop. Heat-seeking missile. Going to drive the point of his elbow to the heart of his former best friend. Talk about heartbreak as, oh, no, doesn't get the three count. Poor Brian Myers. Brian Myers in disbelief. That was a pretty good elbow drop. Just taking all the damage to the chest and to the stomach as he first drills him with the shoulder with the, the spear and then drops the elbow and the point right into it as well, further aggravating the abdominal region of Matt Cardona. Now then trying to lift him up, probably going for that impaler DDT. Gets countered as Cardona looking for what probably was a Canadian backbreaker. Nope. Gets reversed into a Hurricane Rana pin. Myers going for the corner, elbow, misses, goes face first, and now unprettier attempt by Matt Cardona, hits the unprettier. And not a three count again. Not even the unprettier was enough to get a three count from Matt Cardona. I might have said Canadian, was it Canadian backbreaker? Yeah. Double underhook butterfly backbreaker. But yes, that unprettier attempt, after Myers collided with the top rope and was stunned enough to hit that very reminiscent of the great Christian Cage currently in AEW. Myers is now just kind of dead weight at this point as he's tr as Cardona's trying to lift him up. Struggling, Cardona being pushed away. Ooh, Pele kick. Brilliant, baiting him in with baiting him in with his limpness, and then going in with the Pele kick. Oh, but he goes in once again for that leaping forearm. But then Cardona lifts his knees up, playing a little possum himself. Goes for the radio silence, but gets popped up right over and lands hard on the bat, that bad leg. Myers now grabbing at the hair, much like Edge, as he's sizing him up for the roster cut. But the ref is stopping him up, oh, and the ref's hitting the X sign. Of course, he is. He's hitting the X because, you know, Smarks know about the X now, so why not hide it? <laughs> uh, 
Sorry, that's just a little pet peeve of mine sometimes when they throw the X because it's 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 just it's such a smarky thing to show. It's just like yes, we we know that the X is is a sign that the refs are supposed to throw when something goes wrong, but yeah, but but it, it's like we 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 don't really need to see it. We don't need you to to throw it to know something's wrong. Like it's it's just if you just have people coming down like the ref just going, hey, you know, get back. It's it's fine because then it just I don't know. It, it just seems so silly to me. It just seems it's it's like one of those insider things that just shouldn't. That's just kind of silly. Especially since we know Zach Ryder's not really hurt because he gets hit with a clothesline by Brian Myers who drops him with a short arm as he's forcing him to continue. And again, it's just stupid because we knew like eh, whatever. I'll stop ranting about that. Like a mark. <laughs> He's going for the clothesline. Oh, it drops him with the roster cut. And the three count is given to Brian Myers as he betrays his best friend's trust. Sickening, smart individual is Brian Myers. That was fine. That, 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 was, that was a very fine match. I'm, that was very, very fine. I could see that as maybe like a TV main event, but I don't know. It was fine. Definitely very, very fine. I like I like these two. I like Cardona. I like I like Brian Myers. I like his I like Myers' move set. I like Cardona as a person. He seems like a lovely guy. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are starting the Sammy Callahan Trey McGill matchup. I uh, probably will not be able to uh, get this match all the way done. I think about looking at the time. I do apologize, but at the current moment we had, uh, Sammy Callahan was using his size and strength advantage to just toss him, just toss Trey McGill to the outside of the ring. Just no protection, just full on drop. Callahan. Callahan's one of those guys. He's, I think Callahan's a bit of an acquired taste. I, I will say I like him. I love the grungy gimmick and the kind of just absolute low life kind of man that he is. I love that about it. I, I, I love that kind of character. But I can see why some of his stuff always kind of got a little too gross for me. Like he was sometimes sometimes just a little bit too like spit and sweat, if that makes sense. But in Impact Wrestling, he's done really, really well. He's done very, very well. Still has Sammy Callahan in Impact Wrestling. I think I'm most talking about some of his CZW stuff. But yeah, Callahan taking advantage now with the scoop slam to the to the outside as he's going for yet another scoop slam, but Trey McGill using his speed to get him as he looks to hit him on the post, trying to bait him in. Does Trey McGill stops the ring post again? And now going for a Shiranui. Oh, to the outside, hitting that Shiranui. Shiranui, I always wonder if I'm saying those incorrectly, but dropping his the back of his head and neck onto the outside, that very thin layer of padding. Ooh, sickening sound. Nice little exchange there with them trading. Who's going to get hit into the ring post? Callahan baiting him in and then McGill going for it and then stopping himself as well. McGill going to use his speed, going to fly now with a wrecking ball dropkick attempt. Nope. Oh, wow. No. I don't even know how to describe that one. He looked, He went for like almost a reverse 619. They used the momentum as he swung back in to then swing out to the outside and then catch Callahan in a hurricane run. I don't even know how to describe that one. It's kind of it looked a bit like the 
Yeah, it kind of looked a bit like the uh, reverse 619 thing Ray Phoenix does. Oh, shoot. Oh, he goes and has Trey Miguel went for a giant suicide dive, and then he just full speed, hundred like 100 miles an hour, just slammed right into the barricade. Sickening impact. Awful sound as the metal just clatters into his ribs. Getting counted now. Callahan laughing at the pain of Trey McGill. I'm definitely running out of time here, and I'll have to give a quick pause. What a shame. But the chat is disconnected. That was a shame. But brilliant matchup here. As the ref is at an eight count. Oh, yeah, there we go. Just barely gets the eight count. Um, here we are. Ooh. Again, showing that guardrail bump. <laughs> Callahan then just arm dragging him over the barricade. Callahan looking into the camera. You know. <laughs> Callahan now pursuing Trey McGill, who's still recovering on the floor. And once again, this is a last man standing match up as they get the person has to stay down for a 10 count before they can get back to their feet. Trey McGill is lined up against the barricade as the lights are flickering. Callahan most likely trying to use a bit of his hacker gimmick there. So he gets out a, oh, he gets out an equipment box on those rollies. So now, oh, no, no, no. He's going to try to, he's going to try to squash Miguel against the barricade. Mm, just misses. Looks like the impact might have stubbed his fingers a bit on the, kind of been deadly. Mig Miguel oh, gets popped up power bomb onto the equipment box. Ah! Spine bending across. Unforgiving hard place. Yep, goes, he went for like a pop-up Hurricane Rana, and then it just did not work out well for him. We even have a spine after that. Miguel managing to roll off the off the equipment box onto the floor, breaking the counts. Now the ref had to count again from one, but I don't think Callahan's even half done with him. Opening up the equipment box, what could be inside, what treasures lie within. And Callahan pulls out what looks, he's pulling out some, some tool. Oh, he's got a chain. He's got the chain. It's the chain making his reoccurring appearance. It's the chain previously seen on Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly as he's now being used to whip Trey McGill's back. Ooh. Callahan. Ellen just jawjacking. He's a man, a mandible claw by Trey McGill. Oh, bell clap breaks that up. A mandible claw. You never really see anyone use the mandible claw just as a general maneuver. And now he's got a wrench. He's Callahan is oh Callahan is pushing a wrench into Miguel's mouth, trying to undo his dental work. Oh, but oh no, he's got it in his cheek. Oh God, he's pressing the sharpened end of the wrench into his cheek, trying to pull the skin from his face. Oh, that was nasty. Like take the take the the Jeff Hardy ear twist and put it onto your cheek. Oh no. That is a that is a major no. Not his beautiful, beautiful face. Sammy Callan throwing out some chairs into the match. Adding in this extra fast Factor of hardware as Trey McGill 
getting up to the top of the barricade to break the pin again. This has just been all Sammy Callahan as he just chucks a chair. Batter up. Batter up, Trey. <laughs> Sammy's just using this attempt. Using this last man standing attempt to beat on Trey McGill just a little bit more. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. Now we get to Sammy Callahan. It looks like he's trying to set up a table of some sort. Don't know how he's positioning it yet. If he's going to line up. Oh, he got four minutes left. Oh, this is so sad. Dang you, TNA, and your attempt to start shows at 8 o'clock, throwing Trey McGill into the match. Into the, not into the match, into the ring. The Sammy Callahan. Callahan now stalking him from the outside as Miguel is trying to use some of the chairs, hopefully to his advantage. Try to turn the change the tide of this match using them as stilts or crutches to get back to a vertical base. Uh, Sammy face crusher into the into the steel. Mm. Callahan just a mass, a master of malicious intent, a, a sultan of sadism. And other alliterative words that mean he is just a sick, sick son of a gun. He's got that wrench again. Don't put it back in his belt. Callahan, do not put that back in his belt. Oh, he's, he's hooking it through his... No, just looking to whack him on the side of the head. That could have just could have been devastating to the hearing. He could have hit the Wernicke's, Wernicke's area with that... Oh, hit a, a fireman's carry spiral. I believe it's like a swinging fireman's carry slam. Um, on the right, it's known as the lightning spiral by Matt Seidel. I, I never really know the technical term to describe that one, but a lightning spiral by Trey McGill onto the stair, onto the chairs with Sammy Callahan. And sadly, I think this will have to be a good place to stop since I see my next, I think I see my, nope, nope, never mind. I do not, never mind. I'm still good for wait, two more minutes. <laughs> so I got to obey by the station rules. Callahan now setting up, looking to set up the table, but Miguel stopping him, stomping on the table. As now he's looking to set it up, and Callahan is cowardly backing off as he's letting Trey do his thing. Trey now hooking him up into a suplex. Oh, he's going to try to throw him onto the legs of the table, onto that metal as Callahan tries to reverse it into a suplex of his own. They're just trading suplex attempts. Both men reversing, jockeying for position. Oh, wicked forearm strike by Miguel. Rocks Callahan. Callahan gets him in the scoop slam. Oh, my God. Contorting the back and just snapping it right over the legs of the table. He is bridging like the exorcist girl right now. <laughs> that, is, that is how out of whack his spine is. <laughs> what a... Sickening scoop slam that was. He's trying to get himself back. How can you? How can you even walk after something like that? Callahan now taking his time to recover as Trey McGill is getting up on the on this side. He's getting up now. He's in the corner where Sammy Callahan has set up a chair, wedged that into the t into the corner. Uh, he's going to try to give him a, a small, a modified concerto of sorts. Nope. Batter up again as he sends him sends another chair straight into the face of Trey McGill. 
dropping him onto his onto his rear, onto the bottom of the turnbuckle. Trying. Sammy, this is Sammy Callahan's wheelhouse. This is where Sammy Callahan thrives. Is these kind of hardcore matches? Why would you ever want to be put into the lion's den? Why would you ever do that? Awful. So now Sammy Callahan throwing another chair into the face of Trey as he sets up the table again to new position. As he, yep, he's looking to looking to break him, break Trey with the table. Trey McGill is still pushed up on the top rope, like I said. As Sammy Kellen is trying to follow up to the top rope. Can he do it? What will happen? There's always that old saying, of course, that he who sets the table is destined to go through it. But Trey is fighting back. Oh, no, he's going to go for one of those. Oh, he's going for the cactus special pile driver. He kicked his pile driver onto the table. The table does not break, but his head bouncing off the wood of the table. The cactus pile driver. Just imagine the impact of that. The, the, the metal of the table, the metal legs of the table are bent in half. Just a testament to the impact that pile driver had and all that impact that must have been going right through the spine and neck of Trey McGill. Sammy's up to his feet and Trey is trying. He rolls the outside. How serendipitous as he rolls the outside and lands on his feet. Now, Sammy Callahan getting the, the chair, the, I mean the chairs, the, st the steel stairs now to try to conduct some other damage in this symphony of carnage that is the masterpiece's magnum opus that is the destruction of Trey McGill. Sammy Callahan now having another table. Oh, no, same, same table? No, different table. And he's laid that across the feet of, of Trey He's trying to get back to his face. I wonder why the ref isn't counting this. I wonder if he gets like a small moment of reprieve if he manages to break the count once. Trey staggering up to his feet now. Is Callahan slithering over to... What's he, what's he planning? I actually don't know. He's got the steel stair set up, which he's using for added height. Oh, I see what he's setting up for. He's using the stairs as added height to be able to throw him into a powerbomb on the outside. Through the tables, Trey is holding on to the bottom rope to keep himself keep himself as he's now gouging at the eyes of Sammy Callahan. Last ditch attempt as he's going for a suplex now. Oh, Callahan grabbing at the crotch of Trey. Underhanded tactics, literally. What a just what a subhuman being is Sammy Callahan. Sometimes, oh no, cactus pile driver. Onto the steel and the apron. Just, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, poor Trey's head. How was he just rattling his brain? Undoubtedly concussing the poor high flyer. Is now Trey is also trapped underneath, I think. I think he's trapped near the stairs. Can't really, they're not going to give him a good view. 
Yeah, yeah, no, no. Sammy Callahan has actually trapped Trey McGill under the stairs. He is covered by him. I don't think there's anything he can do. No, Trey's Trey, the as crafty as ever, managed to escape under the bottom of the ring as he manages to power through and get to the top. He's on the apron. Hits a hits a running cutter through the table as he goes over the apron and runs. Oh ho ho. Cut her right through the table as he cuts through the wood and to the through cuts through the heart to Sammy Callahan. Brilliant metaphor right there. Thank you. Didn't stutter once, not even once. I'm definitely going over as now the ref is at six, seven. Sammy's trying to get up. Eight, nine, and no. Callahan does gets counted. Callahan does not make the cover. He does not make the count as Trey McGill has won this last man standing match. That was very, very enjoyable. I very much enjoyed that. Now this is currently 934, and I have to leave here now. Thank you for listening to 